What's going on? Leslie Samuel here. And yes, I know this is not a normal way for me to start an episode. And I'm doing this because I messed up. Yes, I messed up. In this episode, you're going to hear me say that this is episode number 331. But it's not. It's actually 330. Yes, I committed a sin. I apologize for it. But anytime you hear me in this episode say 331, just act as if, you know, hey, that guy's getting old. He doesn't know what's going on. It is actually 3.30. So to get to the show notes for this episode, you go to becomeablogger.com slash 3.3.0. And on that note, let's do it. 888-835-2414. This is Blogging with Leslie. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Blogging with Leslie, the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about how to build an online business with a blog. No, I'm not talking about one of those blogs that will fall by the wayside when Google has a mood swing. I'm talking about one that will thrive no matter what gets thrown at it. I'm your host, Leslie Summer from becomeablogger.com, where we're changing the world one blog at a time, and as usual, I have another exciting interview for you today. In today's interview for episode 331, I'm on the line with none other than Marcus Cousy, a dedicated husband, passionate father, and who loves spending time with his family. He blogs with his wife at ourpeacefulfamily.com, a blog dedicated to helping newlyweds adjust to married life and inspire married couples to become better husbands and wives. Marcus and his wife Ashley started his blog, this blog, in 2013 and have successfully been building it even while working him working a full-time job as a business analyst and while she is an author and stay-at-home mom with two toddlers even though they had so much going on they were still able to build a successful blog so i thought i'd bring him on here to talk about how to build a blog while working full-time with toddlers so that's what we're going to be talking about today what is up man how are you doing i'm good leslie <laughs> thank you so much for having me on your podcast um i was really I was, I was dancing while I was listening to the music play, and I was like, woo! <laughs> well, I'm glad. You know, I, I love to start anything off dancing. You can't go wrong with that, right? Yes. <laughs> so, man, I, I, I wanted to bring you on. You're a member of my coaching club, and we were talking about some of the things that you were doing and what you were able to build, and I was like, man, the people that listen to Blogging with Leslie just got to hear Marcus's story. So, Take us back a little bit. Before you started this blog, what were you doing? And I want to kind of get to why you decided to even start this blog. So talk about the beginnings. Where were you? What were you doing? Okay. So um, for listeners, um, if you don't know, I, I'm not from the U.S. I'm from Ghana in Africa. I'm just like Leslie's not from the U.S. And one of the things that got me to where I'm today was I got I moved from Virginia to Vermont after I met my wife. And so when we moved up here to Vermont, we were looking for ways for me to get a job. And because I didn't have a green card, um, I wasn't allowed to work anywhere else. Like pretty much I couldn't work. So I had to wait for about two years to get my green card. Whilst I was waiting, I started learning. I was reading a ton of books and two of the books that really impacted my thinking and the way I view things were The $100 Startup by Chris Gillibo. And then enter leadership by Dave Ramsey. By What's those, the second one? Enter the what? 
Entry Leadership by Dave Ramsey. Entry Leadership, yes. Okay, yes. I've, I've heard a lot about that book. I haven't read it, but I've heard it's really good. Yes, it's very, very good. Awesome. Okay, yeah. so continue. Yeah, so I read those two books, and from those two books, I knew I wanted to start something because I didn't want to waste my time whilst waiting for my work authorization to be approved. So during that period, I was like, okay, what can I do? And from the $100 startup book, what I observed was there were a lot of people who were creating businesses, like six-figure businesses, with just $100 as their upfront cost. A bunch of them was like less than $50. So I was like, what is something that I can do to make money from home whilst I was, you know, in that dilemma? And one of the things that I saw coming up was people were buying things and selling them online. And I was like, okay, let me try to do something. And with buying and selling online, you have to know what you're selling and what you're buying. So I was like, what could I really do? And I knew I was familiar with textbooks and I was like, I could get textbook, I could sell them online. So I decided to do that and then see how that was going to go. So, and around that time also, because we're newlyweds, um, our financial situation was really, really bad. Like I wouldn't say bad as in horrible, but money was very tight. So, and we had like $5 of personal money each every month for both of, for each of us. So I saved mine for four consecutive months and I had 20 bucks. So with that 20 bucks, I started, I bought some, a few textbooks and then I sold them on, from eBay and then I sold them back on eBay and I made some profits. I invested the profits and then I kept doing that. And then I discovered you could sell textbooks on Amazon. So I decided to do that. And then I realized I was making one higher margins and two, the sales were a whole lot faster. So I decided to just buy books from eBay and then sell them on Amazon. And then I did that for a while. And in 2012, I was able to go from that 20 bucks investment to about $20,000 in revenue that year. And then whoa, in 20... Whoa, 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 we got to... I'm, I'm, I'm here having heart palpitations already. Um, so wait, wait, wait. You have a personal budget of five yeah. bucks a month, just five dollars. Yes, fun and money. You these, and uh, fun money. Yes. And you use this only fun money, five bucks a month, saved it for four months, and that's how you started your business. Is that what you're telling me? Yes, that's how I started our textbooks business. Yes. Okay, so you 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 start. <laughs> oh my <laughs> word. Okay, I, I, this is better than I thought. Okay, so. 20 bucks, you buy your textbooks, you sell them. Um, and where were you selling them before you started selling them on Amazon? Right on eBay. I bought them from eBay, sold them on eBay. You bought on eBay, sold on eBay, and then you figured out Amazon and you started doing mm -hmm. that. And you made a, how, how much in, in the first year? In the first year revenue, was about, I think about 20000 in revenue that first year. Yeah, yeah, 20000 yes. Now, okay, at this time, how much time were you working? At this time, I was getting ready. The whole of 2012, I actually got my authorization to work in March of that year. And so I was waiting to for school to, to go to school in the fall semester because I only had two years to graduate. So that fall semester, I applied to go to college to finish my college degree. So I was pretty much doing work in a part-time job after I, I got my work authorization and then I was buying and selling like online throughout the whole year. So that was what I was doing. Like pretty much just buy textbooks, sell them and then go to school. And then another thing that happened that year was that my wife gave birth to our first child. So it was a lot of 
you know, difficult managing the time, but we made it work in terms of, okay, we need to do this to make this work for us. And so, so, so I just want to, I want to fully paint this picture um, because it's just fascinating to me. So now what you're saying is you're working part-time, you're in school. Are you in school like full-time in school or part-time in school? I was full-time in school in the fall. Yes. Full-time in school in the fall, part-time working, save the $20, hustling your way, uh, selling these books on, uh, buying them on e eBay, selling them on Amazon. A toddler came into the picture, first year of marriage, all kinds of stuff going on. Yeah, uh, just a little correction. It was the, our second year of marriage in 2012. Okay, second year of marriage. All yes. right, so the yes. first year you got that under your belt. The second year is when things get I'm go I'm gonna go ahead and say kind of crazy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Okay, so continue. You're doing this Amazon thing on the side of everything else. Where how how do things continue on from there? Okay, so we were doing that uh, in 2012, and I was pretty much the one doing it. I, I get the books, I package them, ship them, go to the post office, do everything, handle customer questions or any um issues they had with their packages i was doing all of that and then in 2013 because i was reinvesting most of the money back into the business i was able to ramp up things so i had like in a, a little room in a three bedroom up um house that was pretty much just textbooks initially it was just a handful of textbooks and it was pretty much lined up with a lot of textbooks so in 2013 we did that and we grossed a little over forty-eight thousand, like i think forty-eight six hundred, something like that and then during that year, we went to a grocery store and then there was a guy who walked up to my wife, my wife Ashley and I, and then he said we give out a peaceful vibe. And then we thought about it and it was like, wow, that is quite interesting. Prior to him telling us, I love about told us that we gave it like really calm vibe, like something positive. There was something unique and nice about us that people were drawn to. We just didn't know what it was. So that guy telling us that we gave a peaceful vibe told us, oh, wow, this means that we have a peaceful relationship. There is something unique in here. So in 2013, we decided, okay, uh, a lot of people have told us good things about how we relate to each other, um, what can we do to help other people, and we decided we're going to start a blog. So in 2013, we just put out a blog on the WordPress.com, um, the free version, and then we just started to blog about our stories and actually one of our first posts was about how we chose a family theme for marriage and our relationship and which pretty much is that we both want a peaceful home peaceful family and a peaceful marriage so um everything that we do we look at it through that lens so we said okay why don't you name the blog our peaceful family and then that was the beginning of our blog and whilst we're doing that we realized that because we were married for only two, three years, we couldn't really talk to someone who's married for 20, 30 years. And then for them to see us, oh, we are really, we didn't know what we are talking about. So we decided we we're going to focus on newlyweds or couples in the early years of marriage because those are the ones that we could help the most that would trust us that we know what they are going through. So we started a blog focused on just helping newlyweds in 2013. So, so why a blog though? This is um, uh, back in 2013. How, how did you decide? Hey, we're gonna do a blog. If, if I mean, somebody comes up to you and say you have a, you look like a, you have a peaceful vibe. 
I don't think, okay, blog. <laughs> or the average person doesn't think, okay, blog. Well, no, today, that's what I would think. But, you know, before I knew about this, like, so how did you find out about this whole blogging thing and why did that make sense for you at the time? So I knew about blogs uh, back in 2008, but I just didn't know a lot about it. I just knew people were just writing things and putting out there and people were reading them. That was all I knew about blogs. So we just wanted to write our story and then share it on the web for other people to get access to it. And we knew that was the easiest way to do it. That will reach the maximum amount of people that would like to reach us with a blog. You put it out there and anybody can read it from anywhere in the world. So that was the main reason why we decided to go with a blog. And when you started to, when you decided to go with this blog, I mean, you're already running this business on the side, uh, and you got a lot of stuff going on. You're working part time. You're going to school full time. You guys have a, a child now. Did you think to yourself, "Hey, we're gonna do this so that we can make some money with it," or was it just we want to help other families? It was pretty much to help other couples. That was our main goal when we started the blog. Uh, and then in 2014 we discovered that we could actually make money from a blog. And then we thought about what the possibilities could be if we could make money from our blog and not have me have to go look for a job after college. All right, so you, you found out, how did you find out that you could make money from this blog? Um, it, it, well, yeah, what happened that made you realize, hey, this could make some money? So um, I read some articles. I don't know which particular articles, but I like to read a lot. So I'm one of like read a lot of stuff online. So like once I realized, okay, you can make money online. I, because, and I like listening to podcasts. I looked on iTunes to find podcasts I could listen to. And then I came up with Pat Flynn's podcast, which was a smart passive income. And then I was listening to his, and then I knew he had income reports. And I went and I looked on his website and I saw he was actually making money from his blog. So I knew it was possible. I didn't know the ins and outs of making that happen, but I knew it was possible. And for me, that was enough to get everything going. Got it. Okay, so you're yes. listening to. Actually, I gotta, I gotta go back a little bit because I'm, I'm, I'm curious about this because when I hear your story, at least the little that I've heard so far, I hear about the hustling with the twenty dollars, making it happen, um, building that business. I hear about you doing that while working part time, going to school full time, toddler in the house and so on. And you're in this grocery store and this guy comes up and he says, you guys give off a peaceful vibe. I got to ask this question. How in the world, the last thing I think about when I hear all of the things you just described is peaceful. So how in the world are you able to have this peaceful vibe while all of these things are going on? <laughs> yes, it's, it's very... I would say it all started from when we first got married in the beginning, when we first got married. Um, we came from, Ashley and I came from different family backgrounds and we had different experiences. But one of the common things that we both wanted was we wanted to have a peaceful home. That was like a priority for both of us. So we sat down and then thought about things that we could do to have that peaceful. And we knew, for example, we cannot be arguing all the time. That is like the most, the one thing I can do that will make your home not peaceful. So we decided not to do that. And in our first year of marriage, we struggled communicating. But because we knew we wanted to have a peaceful home, we both worked on our communication and we learned how to communicate with each other so that we don't end up fighting all the time. So we were able to do that. And that was the main thing that helped us to even write our first book that we did. So it was, I would say it's pretty much setting the goal 
Like we had a common goal. And even though we were working on different things, our ultimate goal was, okay, we want to have a peaceful home. So even in those difficult times that we were having heated arguments in our first year of marriage, for example, um, like me saving my five bucks a month and I actually was spending hairs on like ice cream. And I just <laughs> didn't get it. Like, why would you spend the money on ice cream? Like, why won't you save it for something else? You know, because I didn't tell her that I was starting a business. I was starting to just buy and sell textbooks, but I just didn't get it. And she was like, it's my money. It's my personal money. I'm going to use <laughs> it. You cannot tell me. Yes. So I was like, okay, that is fine with me. So, but we had that common goal that we wanted to have a peaceful home. So even if she was going to spend on ice cream, I couldn't agree about it. It's, we want to have a peaceful home. So whatever she's going to do, that's going to make our home a peaceful home. I'm good with it. So, so I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask a little more about this because I think it's such an important thing and it's something that we try to do as well. But I'm curious about how you implement this. You said in the first year there was arguing, probably more arguing than there is now. Um, uh, and you said that you were work, you decided because this is our goal, we're going to work on our communication. How do you work on that communication? I know this is not the topic of the thing, but it goes into what you're blogging about. So I w- I'm curious about how you work on that communication when, listen, you're spending $5 on ice cream and I want to you know, build this business and do all this stuff. How do you work on that? What, working on the communication was very difficult at at first, it was sometimes even awkward because um, we, we read a ton of blogs and we realized there were certain things that were really common if you want to have a, if you want to communicate effectively. And one of the things that was common was you have to be able to listen 100%, not listen and then trying to ask a question or coming out with things to rebut what your spouse is saying. So like learning how to listen 100% was difficult for us in the beginning, but we just disciplined ourselves to just go through it. Even though we had something to say, if it wasn't your turn to speak or say anything, you keep your mouth shut and you just listen. So that was that was one thing that we did. Um, the other thing that we did was to get the attention of each other before we communicate. So if I want actually to do something, I'll make sure I have her attention and then I'll tell her, this is what I want you to do or this is what I need from you or this is what we need to get done. So she knows she, I know she has she has my full attention and she can actually receive the message I'm trying to give to her. Gotcha. So you, yeah. you guys are doing these different things. It's working for you in your marriage. You know that it's working for you in your marriage because random person walking up to you in the store, <laughs> letting you know that you give off a peaceful vibe. So you start the blog, the blog and I'm assuming, are you talking about these kinds of things on that blog, what we were just talking about? Yes, uh, we actually... One of the things that I want to back up a little bit um, with our blog, we share all of this stuff on there. But then in somewhere in 2014, we discovered Steve Scott and he's an Amazon bestseller. And he was talking about how he writes books. So we realized, okay, we've shared these articles about how we communicate on our blog. And we even created like a mini ebook to give away to our readers. And then we realized people were downloading that book every single day, like, every single day. So we realized, okay, if people are downloading this, we can actually put it out there and see if people are going to buy it and pay money for it. And then that led to us writing our first book. So just sharing our experience and then seeing other people who are having the same struggles proved to us that, okay, people want this information. So how can we make it a whole lot better for them? And then we went into that and make a really good book for a lot of couples that we've gotten a lot of feedback from. 
And now you've written how many books? Together we've written about four or five books. I'm not 100% certain. I think at least four or five books. And then actually has a book about Tandem Nursing, about her journey that she wrote specifically for moms who Tandem Nurse their kids. So so now you are you're you're <laughs> because you weren't because you weren't busy enough uh you decided <laughs> we need to add we need to add a little more let's start writing books and you've written together four or five books now yes all right okay cool so i think we have the 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 gist of this journey that you guys are going on um and actually no let's let's even talk about how did you grow the blog first because i want to i want to get into you know how do you manage all of this when you have so much going on but let's talk about the process of growing that blog because it's it's become pretty successful so how what what did you guys do in order to grow it there were a few things that we we did that was really that really impacted our blog reader readership um we didn't do a lot of guest posting but we like for example i listened to your podcast on a weekly basis and i think it was probably a period of time that i missed a few but then i listened to it and i learned a lot of things from your podcast and from your blog and one of the things that i learned was to build an audience there are different things you can do you can do social media you can focus on google getting traffic from google you can focus on guest posting or guest blogging, or you can focus on doing podcast interviews. So we thought about it and I was like, okay, I have limited amount of time. Like this is, we really don't have that much time. So what can we do the most? So we focused on just writing articles because we knew, okay, if we write an article, we'll be able to get a lot of people to see it through Google. So I spent a lot of time learning how to write articles that people want to read and Google loves that Google wants to rank on the first page. Like I spent a lot of time learning how to do that. And I got that information from your blog and from other blogs that I read online. And that was how we were able to get a lot of readers to our blog through the through Google. The other thing that we also, we've also done recently is we focused on Pinterest. And we've been using a lot of Pinterest strategies to get visitors from Pinterest. So now, initially, our blog was getting almost all of visitors. We're getting almost all of our visitors from Google. Now we are pretty much getting at least a third of our visitors from Pinterest. And once I'm done with my, once I resign from my position uh, to focus full, full time on the blog, we'll be looking at other revenue, other places to get a readership like guest posting. Because I've also guest posted on sites like Caffeine Post that has helped us get traffic, but it's not like a steady stream of traffic that comes to our website. Got it. So now, now when you decide that you're going to spend time learning how to write, article, write articles that people want to read and to rank in Google, um, how are you going about that process? I know you said you're listening to my podcast and some other sources and so on and learning from that. But then how do you then take that knowledge and actually translate it into something that you're actually doing do you have a process for that or is it just this is what they say so this is what i'm gonna do <laughs> yes i i personally have my own process that i follow it's not like um detailed step-by-step process but i have an idea about what i'm looking for so for example if we want to write an article about let's say how to communicate with your spouse one of the first things i'll do is okay this article i want to write is there demand for it are they people looking for 
for this other people searching for this kind of question on Google or on Pinterest and they're looking for answers for them. So I'll go into like Google and with Google, I use the Google Keyword Planner and then I look at the search volume. So if I see, okay, there are at least 50 people searching for this a month and I'm like, okay, this article is something that I can write right now and I know people would have the most, to impact the most people. So if I see something that gets about 1,000 or 2,000 searches, then I know this is something that a lot of people are looking for. So instead of writing an article that will be, let's say, that gets maybe 10 searches a month, I'd rather focus on an article that will get about 1,000 or 2,000 searches a month because I know it's going to impact more people and I have limited time. But once I resign from my job, I'll be able to write articles just towards like 10 searches a month and be able to write all those for our readers. But right now, based on the limited time that we have, we think it's best to spend our time on what will impact the most people. Gotcha. And then did you like study like how to optimize it for the search engines or did that just happen naturally? Um, talk a little bit about that. Yes, I studied that uh, very, very well. Um, I studied like learning how to use alt tags and how to have your title, like how to write your title so that when people look at it on Google, they want to click on it, that is increasing the conversion rates or the click-through rate. And then I also study about how to write it. So when people come then they're reading your article, they get the information that they need. Because you don't want to write an article that when people come and read, it's like, okay, they read the first paragraph and like, this is not an article I was looking for. You want people to read the article and be like, okay, this is what I want, and then they'll read the whole thing. And you want to make sure you solve all the problems that a person will probably encounter in that article. So for example, um, with the how to communicate with your spouse article that we wrote, for example, we make sure it was very practical and very easy to follow. So when people come in and read the article, they know this is something that they can actually implement and then go and implement it. And then they will send us email. We read this article, we applied it, and thank you for helping us so much because it really made things a whole lot easier for us. So it sounds like you were really focused on not just you know writing something for the keyword, but you really wanted to provide value, quite frankly. I mean, what I've been talking about for all these years, that, that was like a major deal for you. Yes, yes, because if you don't provide value, you wouldn't get that readership that you want. People will come to your website, they will read your article, and they wouldn't come back again because they didn't get any value. But when you provide them with value, they come to your website, they will come over and over and over again because they will have other problems and they'll come check your website and see whether you have articles related to that that solves their problems for them. And they will come read it. And they will also recommend your articles to other people. For example, um, a certain lady emailed us and told us that she loved the article so much so that she sent it to her daughter that was getting married. <laughs> so, and that was something that was very fulfilling for us to read. That, that, that is just awesome. Okay, so I want to I wanna get into some practical, uh, I want to do what you do in your articles. I want to make this as practical as possible, specifically for the person that's listening to this right now. And I know you're listening. I, I, I could <laughs> feel you're listening. That is thinking, man, I have so much going on in my life. I'm married. I have children. I'm working full time. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. You have no idea what all I'm dealing with. I want, I want, I want you to give, I, w I want you to walk us through like some of the steps and some of the things that were huge for you in order to get you to this point with your blog, because I know that your blog is doing very well for what you guys have been doing. So, Let's talk about some of those things. Okay. So, with the things that really made a big impact, a huge impact for us, um, the first thing was 
that my wife actually was very supportive. Mm. That was very, very important. Without her support, I don't think we would have gotten this far within the time frame that we've been able to do it. Like, that was very, very important. Like, she was very, very supportive with everything that I was doing. And that was a big, big thing for me. So, so now, did you have to convince her to be supportive? Uh, <laughs> I'm not, not generally speaking. I mean, let, let me give you an example. For me, I started my business. Yes, my wife was supportive in the beginning, but she didn't really know what this blogging thing could do. And then when I bought her a living room set, she was kind of like, <laughs> oh, wow, this is, this is serious. And her support level went up significantly. <laughs> How was that for you? I mean, was it kind of, hey, I have this idea. And she was like, all right, let's go and do it from the beginning. She she was supportive in the sense that she supported me um, with my interest. She's always supported me with my interest. Whatever I'm interested in, she's like, okay, go do it. It's not something that's harmful. But then she didn't really get the online business, how everything works online, how to create a blog, how to earn money from a blog. She didn't really get that. But mm-hmm. then one of the months uh, we made, I think, about 500 bucks. And at the time, that was pretty much more than what we're paying in rent. Mm. And that was the moment for her. She realized, oh my gosh, this is something that is paying for our rent. And then she knew that was it. And then since then... mm -hmm. No, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. So since then, she's been fully on board and fully like... She just supports me like 150%, 200%, like with everything. She trusts that I'm not going to mess up. She trusts that I know what I'm doing and I stand it better than her. But she's learning and she's 100% committed to us working on this together and i i i was really hoping that you would say something like that because i know that there are a lot of people that say you know i want to do this thing but my wife doesn't support it my husband doesn't support it or whatever the case might be and in in most of those situations i find that they don't have the full support but also they don't really have anything to show for what they've done. And of course, we all start there. But I think there's a lot to be said uh, for putting in the work and demonstrating this can happen. I've done it. We've made money. Look at this. You can't argue with results, right? Yes. Um, so um, So I think while your wife and my wife were supportive in the beginning, that support was different now when there were actual results behind it. And I want you that's listening right now to, to really take that to heart. Sometimes you just got to go out there and demonstrate that you can actually do it. Yes. Okay. Yes, so yes. point number one, wife was very supportive with ev- everything. Where yes. do we go from there? Point number two was in 2016, I discovered the Miracle Morning book concept. And I actually applied it. Like, it's pretty much you wake up in the morning at 5 a.m. and then you do a set of practices. About, I think about seven practices. They call it lifers. Or, no, the lifesaver, something like that. And then you do them every morning. And there was a 30 day challenge that you do. So I did a 30 day challenge. I didn't complete all the practices every single day. But then one thing that I gained from that challenge was I was waking up consistently at 5 a.m. every single morning for that 30 day period. And during that period, I could see like I was getting a lot of things done for our blog and for our other online business stuff that we do. And then I was like, wow, this is this is a game changer. So ever since I did that challenge, I think it was in February of 2016, things have pretty much gone up. Like our effort and our results have 
gone exponentially high. So I, I keep hearing this book. I've been avoiding reading it. Um, <laughs> I keep hearing this book come up over and over, and you're making me ah, you're making me, you're making me want to actually download it now on Audible or something of that sort. So you're applying this Miracle Morning concept. Um, wake up five in the morning, and there are certain things that you do. Can you kind of give us an idea of what those things are that you do? What those rituals are? Okay. So I didn't read. I haven't read the book. That is, I want to be clear. I haven't read the book, but I took the concept. Oh, that's good to know. So I don't yes. have to read the book. Oh, <laughs> yes. Okay. You, cool. So you're so you gonna wait, 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 wait. You're gonna tell me what I need to know right now, and then that's it. All right, let's go. <laughs> yes. Okay. So this is what I did with the Miracle Morning. I googled Miracle Morning worksheet, and then there's a PDF that shows you all the sit like the life service or practices that you have to do in the morning. One of them is meditation. I think one of them was drinking water, something like that. Like, and then one of them was like, um, doing something like writing a journal about gratitude. So I just took those concepts that I wanted to do, and then I did those from the worksheet. So the worksheet, just Google it, you'll be able to find it, and you can just do that thirty-day challenge with the worksheet without necessarily reading the book. However, if you read the book, it will give you a better understanding as to what you are doing. Yeah, and I just want to. Um say here that I'm not saying don't read the book. Go ahead and read the book. Don't don't say Leslie said just don't read the book and just do what this guy says. No. Read the book because I've actually heard that it's a really good book and I might actually still listen to it. Um but okay, so you applied this miracle morning concept and you've been doing it since 2016. Um your version of it at least and it's been working for you and you find that you're getting much more done in the morning before the kids get up kind of thing or okay yes okay okay cool um all right so we have a supportive spouse we're starting our mornings off on the right foot and and let's talk a little bit more about the mornings what do you do in the morning related to your your business okay so in the morning one thing that i do is i first thing i wake up I usually am a little bit dizzy because I wake up with an alarm <laughs> clock. So I wake up, the alarm is at a different corner and I just wake up, get up, go pick it up, put it off and then put a computer on and then just check um, our sales for the previous nights. That is the first thing that I most like most time I do after I wake up. Like in the morning whilst I'm in the bed, I'll just think about the things I'm grateful for maybe like maybe about a minute and then. I come to the computer and then I start working. And prior to that, I always have uh, my to-do list that I follow. So I know the things that I'm supposed to do, the tasks I'm supposed to do. So if I need to get a blog post published, I know, okay, I need to write an article. I need to get it edited. I need to add images in there. I need to publish it when I'm done publishing. I need to create a Pinterest specific image for it. Then I need to upload the image onto Pinterest and make sure it's optimized and everything. And then I'm done with that task. If it's a book that I'm writing, let's say we've already written the book, and we've sent it out to, I need, my wife is reading the book, and then I'm going to send it out to our formatist to format the book for us after it's been edited. And then they'll format it, I get everything back to me, and then I create the book listing description, get it on Amazon, submit it for reviews, and then try to get reviews for the books. That is another thing I do. Right now, my morning routine is different because we are not, we are not writing books right now. Right now, we've been doing our match by Amazon, and that's taking up a bunch of our time because it's very time consuming for us and that is our focus right now. And so 
we just, my wife will create the designs for Measure Amazon account. And then when I wake up in the morning, what I do is list them on Amazon. So that is what I do in the mornings right now. Um, and just and just to clarify, when you say merch by Amazon, that's you designing like T-shirts and so on that you're selling on Amazon. Is that what it is? Yes, you pretty much just create T-shirt designs, and then you upload them to your account on Amazon. And Amazon takes care of the shipping, customer service, printing, um, all the others, everything. Amazon download everything. All you have to do is upload a design that doesn't infringe of infringe on anybody's copyright or trademark issues or something that is not insulting to someone else. Yes, like around those lines, something that is clean, that is family friendly. And then once you upload it, Amazon will take care of it. And it's very difficult to get into that program right now. Initially, it was easy. You just apply and then you get accepted. Now they deny some people. So if anybody's interested, you can apply for it. And I'm hoping you'll get into it, but I'm not going to guarantee you that you're going to get accepted into it. Gotcha. Okay, so yes. you wake up, you 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 have this alarm that's in this other part of the room. You go, you you turn it off. Yes. Uh, by the way, I've seen this really cool thing where when the alarm goes off, it will like roll off the bed and kind of run away, and you have to chase <laughs> it to turn it off. Maybe you should get one of those. I've been thinking about getting one myself, but it would probably drive my wife crazy. Anyhow, you think about the things that you're grateful for. You check the sales for the previous night, um, and and you have a to-do list that you're going to work on. Now, two questions there. Why do you check the sales for the previous night? So even though I have a day job that pays me well, the reason why I check it is so I can see how much, like whether we are hitting our targets for the month because every quarter we set um, financial targets for our sales. So I check that to make sure, okay, today we made the sign. So if there is a dip, then I want to see if why that, that, that dip is happening. I don't want to wait like maybe a week or a month before I check to see that there was a dip that is that happened. I want to make sure, okay, we are hitting our targets on a daily basis. And then I'm assuming then, and the reason I asked that question, I mean, obviously we all want to know how much we're making, but I, I wanted to get to the, the actionable part of that. You said if there's a dip, you will try to see what why it happened. And if you figured out why it happened, um, what do you do from there? Do you like add certain things to your to-do list? Is there a structure for how you do that? Depending on what the issue is, um, for example, if there is a dip in Amazon affiliate commission sales, then I, I look to see if there was more clicks or people are visiting the web page, but they are not clicking or they are not purchasing on Amazon. Why is that? What, what is causing that to happen? It could be because maybe the links I have on the article, they are broken links. So even though they click, they are not getting my ID in the Amazon system. So Amazon can award me with the commissions. And that's an example. An example is, for instance, like, like, because we write books, our books are not for everybody. Even though they can benefit a lot of people, our books are not for everybody. Some people will buy the book and then they wouldn't like it because it's not for them. And then they'll leave a negative review. And on Amazon, if you get a negative review, it most likely will reduce your book sales for a short period of time and then it will come back up. All right. So you're, you're constantly analyzing this, trying to figure out what works best and, um, you know, what actions you need to take to rectify it. Now, you have this to-do list that you're working on um, the first thing in the morning. When do you create that to-do list? So right now, I create them on a weekly basis. So each week, I have a list of, I have a list of three things that I want to, I want to, three tasks that I want to complete by the end of the week. So I write those down either on a Saturday or a Sunday. And then on a weekly basis, I have like two or three other things that I need to do every single day. 
one example is right now i need to upload t-shirt designs onto merch so every single day i do that the other thing is to respond to emails from our readers so if someone sends an email to us i want to make sure okay this email came in and then ashley and i can respond to whoever sent us that email so i create a list of all of those so if it's an email i just put in there i need to respond to this email on this day if it's um I need to make a payment. I need to make a payment to this person on this day. If it's to like keep track of, get the details of how many books you've sold over the previous month, then I'll just write it down. Okay. Create record for past or previous monthly sales for books. Then I'll write that down. And I'll have three things I'm going to do for that week. And then make sure I get those three done. That is how I do my to the list. And it's been really working well for me. All right, so you have a lot going on, but your wife is supportive. You're you're killing these mornings. Um, what else are you doing? What else can bloggers learn from in terms of trying to get a lot done while you know working full time, having kids, and all that stuff? I think personally, I think having a focus on what you want to achieve, your end goal, is going to really help you in deciding what you want to do. So I'm going to use myself as an example again. Um, my wife and I know that like I want to resign from my job um, for certain reasons. And so what can we do to get there? And if we know this is if you want to resign from your job or you want to make X amount of dollars, then you work out the strategies on how to get there. So if it means you're going to write 10 articles every year, then you do that. If it means you're going to create two new courses or books or products for your readers, then you do that. If it is to just respond to your readers within 24 hour period, then you do that. Um, it's, it's the, for me, it's the main, the goal that having that goal pretty makes everything, makes everything very clear for me. Like that goal is like the most important thing. Without that goal, you would just be doing things like, with, and not be able to hit that target. I don't know, did I answer what you wanted? No, it, it does, definitely. So you have this goal that you've set and then you try to figure out what do I need to do in order to accomplish that goal? Is it like, you know, for me, uh, when I left my job, it was like, all right, and now I need to pay the bills. This means <laughs> yes. I can do a lot of things. What am I going to focus on? I decided to focus on a membership site. I decided to offer coaching. And then all of the things that I do have to f uh, to, to, to focus on those specific um, goals that I'm trying to to accomplish. So yeah, that makes perfect sense. Now let me ask this: Okay, you have a productive morning. Uh, are you working on your blog, on your business throughout the day as well, or is it just all in the morning that you're doing your main work? I do everything in. I do most of it in the morning before I leave for work, and then the evening after our toddlers go to bed. I work for an extra 30 minutes, depending on what time they go to bed. Usually they're in bed around 8.30, 9 o'clock. And then when they go to bed, I work for an extra 30 minutes if I really need to get something done. If not, then I just spend the evening with Ashley and then we just have a conversation. And then that's pretty much it. So I can work sometimes for 30 minutes and then talk with Ashley till like 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, wherever we decide to talk till. And then we go to bed. If we don't have, If I don't have anything to do, then we just talk till we are ready for bed. So, you know, when I was building my blog, I, I, I did it different from you, right? So I would work in the morning, then I'd go to work. And then I'd come home and I'd work. Uh, no, I'd work during lunch while I'm at work. And any break that I get at work, I would work on my blog. And then I'd come home and then I'd work. And then <laughs> it was really, it was <laughs> really crazy. 
No, it was a lot of work, and it didn't benefit my my relationship with my wife at that time. And I had to realize that you know what, I need to change this. And we've since made significant changes, and things are way better now. Um, but it sounds to me like, I mean, and it kind of goes along with your brand, right? They are peaceful family. It sounds to me like from the beginning of your business, you also knew that your family was important to you and that you were going to spend the time that you needed to spend with them. So it didn't sound as if you were, at least to me, from what you're saying, it didn't sound like you compromised that time. Am I correct in my assessment or am I overestimating based on what you're saying? You're 100% correct. Like we made sure like, time certain time period are blocked so for example um when, when we didn't have kids i could work on the weekends and when like our kid our first child was like a year old i could work on the weekends now we have two toddlers and if i want to work on the weekend i have to talk with ashley and then make sure she's in agreement okay you're gonna work and this is the amount of time you're gonna get to do whatever you need to get done got yes. it got it got it okay so so you are not the. Uh, do you have an idea of how much? Now, okay. So, <laughs> one more thing along these lines: when you were when you were building this blog, though, um, I know you said at one point you had one toddler, um, and you were working part time. So it's not. Yeah, you were working part time. You were in school. Were you doing it in a similar way with these mornings and and spending time with the your wife and then uh, toddler at that time? Was it kind of a similar structure all the way through? No. When when we when we were first married, I wasn't doing anything online. In our second year, that was when I started. In our second year, that was when I started doing um, buying and selling textbooks. And in our second year, our daughter was born in November, so it was pretty close to the end of the year but we had like time that we could spend together like watch stuff on netflix um go and get some ice cream to eat go grocery shopping we had times block times that we could do that but we had a lot of flexibility with our time so like for example on sundays i knew i wasn't going to do anything related to business it's just going to be us spending the day together that was what in the beginning was pretty much sundays was blocked out for us so I knew on Sundays, if anything, I have to talk to my wife and then make sure she agrees before I can do it. If not, I don't do anything on Sundays. And then we had our kids and then I was like, okay, now I need to spend that time. It, it went from Sundays to, okay, I'll be working, staying up late, longer in the night, longer in the evenings to work after they go to bed. And then on the weekends, I will get maybe one hour or two hours every weekend to be able to work on our blog and on our other online stuff that we do. And then it got to a point in time that Ashley wanted to have more time with me during the week. So that was when like, cause she was, she, she was, she told me like, I think something is missing from our relationship. I'm missing that connection. So we're like, okay, what is that connection? What does it look like to you? What do you want? Like what? And then we talked about that and then we was like, okay, I think this is it. We need to spend time every single day just talking. So we decided, okay, every single night, we're gonna spend at least 30 minutes just talking. In the beginning, it was nine to 9.30, and then our kids started staying up later. So we're like, okay, now we're gonna do it from 9.30 to 10. And now it's like, okay, we do it from 9.30 
to 10.30 because we want to have more conversations because now we have a lot of conversations that we have had with me resigning and making sure that we can bring in that income to sustain our lifestyle. So it's changed as our kids have come into the picture and as they have gotten older. It wasn't like what it was back then in 2010. It's completely, and I 100% believe in 2020 or 2025, it's going to be different. But we still make sure that we set time or prioritize the time that we spend together as a couple. So final words to someone that has a lot going on, want to build a blogging business. They want to, you know, they want to get to the point where you are right now and they want to be in a place where they can be considering leaving their job and doing this blogging thing full time. What would you say to that person? And this person, I want you to assume that they also care a whole lot about their family and that is like a main priority for them. What are your final words to them? Let's see. I would say if your spouse is not on board, get that proof for them to see that this is something that's going to work for you to come home because your spouse is definitely going to benefit and they will see the importance of you being home. Like having two parents home is always better than having one parent home. And so if that is something that you struggle with, with your spouse, I highly recommend you sit down with your spouse and talk to them. Tell them, this is what you want to do and this is why you want to do it. And if you get this done, this is how it's going to impact your relationship, your marriage, your kids, your future life, your um, retirement, everything. Once you can lay it out clearly to your spouse, I'm pretty sure they are going to be like, okay, I'm going to give you maybe six months, go do this thing, show me what you can do. And then you use that time to actually show them that this is possible. If the goal was within six months, you should be earning $500 every single month and you're not making $500 every single month, but you're making $100, $200, $300. That is progress. Your spouse will see that as being successful. They'll see that, wow, this is possible. How, what would happen if I was putting in that same amount of effort? to help you achieve those goals. How would that make a difference? Um, actually wasn't on board in the beginning, but then when she came on board, it pretty much doubled our efforts and our income tripled just from her being on board. So I would say, if your spouse is on board, make sure they're on board and you can work on it together. The other thing is, it is possible. You can see a lot of income reports online. Um, from my own experience, it is possible. If you don't believe it, I don't know what else you should believe because I think it is 100% <laughs> possible that you can earn a living online and be able to resign from your job if you choose to because there are some people who make a really good income online but they choose to still be in their job because they love what they do at their work or they love their coworkers. But at least having the option to choose whether you want to go to work or stay home with your kids and your spouse it's something that you can do if you put in the effort and the work. Because if you don't put in the work, it's not going to happen. Um, it took us a little over three plus years to get to where we are today. Um, some people took them six months, but I would say three years is a pretty good number. You know, I, I what I love about your story is it's so different from what we hear so much of. You know, just hustle, hustle, hustle. Um, your family will be there when you're done. Or, you know, just just get it done so that you could just go big or go home type of thing. 
and what I'm getting from you is more of something that I resonate with. It is about your family and you want to make sure that your family is along with you on this journey. So you focus, you hustle, but in a way that doesn't take away from what is most important for to you. And I applaud you for that. And I'm excited about what's to come in your future. Now, uh, really quick, you're a part of the uh, coaching club, the Become a Blogger Coaching Club. Why did you decide to join that? And what is it doing for okay. you? So with the coaching club, I'll be 100% honest with you. We had uh, three um, options that I wanted to choose. And I was like, okay, um, I want to do Leslie, but also like Leslie is 100% focused on blocking. But I also like to be able to do certain things on the side, like for example, the match by Amazon. How is that going to help us with Leslie? Uh, and so we are comparing and comparing your coaching club with other membership sites online. And we're like, okay, we really need to think through this. And I was like, okay, I've known Leslie for about six years. And even though I've not met him in person, I've been listening to his stuff. I've been reading his stuff. He knows what he's talking about. He's been able to get a job through his blog. And on top of that, he's able to resign from his job to be home with his kids. And that is what I wanted to do. He's been through my shoes. And so he'll be the best person to help me get there. On top of that also, I loved that you give your time, you pretty much talk to each person as an individual it's not like you are talking to maybe about 100 people giving them a broad generalizing information you're actually talking to the needs of one person so if i have a question for example as it happened recently in a, one of our coaching clubs when i was contemplating resigning from my day job i pretty much just asked leslie's opinion what he recommends and then he shared his story with me and he told me if i was in your shoes this is what I was going to, um, uh, this is what I would do. And that alone was very important to me, getting the direct feedback from Leslie and not from his assistant or from someone else who is part of the coaching club, but getting direct access to Leslie to give you the wisdom that you need to propel you even further was pretty much priceless to me. And I was like, 370, I'm going to do it. Because I, I remember clearly when you were offering discounts for your coaching club. I think it was 30 bucks a month or something like that. And I didn't join at that point in time, T, because I wasn't ready. But when I was ready and I was looking for people, I knew you were the one who could help me get where. And now I know you'll be able to help me get there and be even better once I resign. Man, I, you know, just hearing that makes me feel like yes, what I do it. is all worth it. Um, and I want to thank you for coming on here and sharing so generously of your time and of your experience with my audience, because I know there's someone that's listening to this right now that's going to be encouraged and they're going to want to do like, just like you've done. Um, so thank you so for being so generous, man. I, uh, appreciate thank you, Leslie. you very I'm much. glad I was able to share my experience with everybody who's listening to us today. All right. Hey, if you want to uh, check out what they've got going on, you know where to go. Just head on over to ourpeacefulfamily.com. Lots of great stuff. Man, That I'm, I'm excited right now. I'm, I'm excited. Hey, if you want to uh, get the show notes for this episode, becomeablogger.com slash 331. Everything he mentioned 
all the steps, all the tips, it's going to be right there. If you're driving in your car, don't be taking notes while you're driving. That's dangerous, man. You got to get home to your family. Becomeablogger.com slash 331. Hey, one simple call to action for you today. If you want to take your blogging business to the next level, you want to be coached by me, just like Marcus was talking about just now. I want to invite you to check out the Coaching Club, uh, unlike any other blog training program out there, because in addition to all the great training you have on how to build a business with a blog, you also get direct access to me. If there's anything you're asking with, I mean, you're struggling with, just come on in there, ask, and you'll get a video response showing you screen by screen. Head on over to bloggercoaching.com. That's bloggercoaching.com. This is Leslie Samuel here from becomeablogger.com where we're changing the world one blog at a time. Until next time, take care and God bless.